Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Good afternoon, lovely people. You're listening to Loud and Queer here on Sin. And we're doing a very special episode this today for NADOC Week, which is all of this week. Um, my name's Amy. I'm 20 by pronoun she, they, and I'm joined in the studio today with Matilda. And a big welcome back to Emily. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, this week is NADOC Week. And NADOC Week is about celebrating Indigenous cultures across Australia. It happens every single July. And this year's theme is Voice, Treaty and Truth, something that Matilda will speak more about later in the show. And also coming up later in today's show We've got a very special interview with Val Flynn, which we're all really excited about. That should be coming up at about 4.20. But right now, we're going to chuck Electric Field's new song on. This is Vision. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. That was Vision by Electric Fields. You're listening to Loud and Queer with Emily, Matilda mm. and Amy. So this week, we are speaking... About NADOC, it is NADOC Week, and all our artists are Indigenous. And Matilda, can you tell us a bit more about NADOC? Yeah, so with this week being NADOC Week, I jumped onto their website, which had a lot of like really great information. So if anybody out there wants to um, jump onto nadoc.org.au, they've got lots of really great information on Australia's history. And I learnt that on Australia Day in 1938, protesters marched through the streets of Sydney, followed by a Congress attended by over a thousand people. This was one of the first major civil rights gatherings in the world, and it was known as the Day of Mourning. From 1940 until 1955, the Day of Mourning was held annually on the Sunday before Australia Day and was known as Aborigines Day. In 1955, Aborigines Day was shifted to the first Sunday in July after it was decided that the day should become not simply a protest day but also a celebration of Aboriginal culture. If anything in today's show is distressing, don't hesitate to contact Lifeline on 131114. So the... The theme for this year is, of course, voice, treaty and truth. And I think, especially with the treaty aspect, it really makes me think of the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Now, for those that don't know, this statement was made after a series of talks among many representatives of Australia's Indigenous cultures back in 2017, and it proposes a route towards reconciliation, which is to create an Indigenous body within Parliament so that these voices can be heard when the government makes decisions about Indigenous issues and the future of the land. At the time, the coalition government decided not to create this body and they have not spoken about it since. And although Labor has got this implementation of this body in their plan because they didn't win the last election, it's not really known whether that will ever happen mm-hmm. with the current two mm-hmm. big parties, which is quite unfortunate because the Uluru Statement was quite historic in that it was the first time really that a lot of different Indigenous communities came together to make one definitive point about what they would like because we have to remember they're all so very different. Mm-hmm. So usually it's quite different what they're asking for. A lot of important discussion points and we will be discussing that later in the show. And don't forget to stay tuned. We'll be interviewing Val Flynn. And coming up now is something wrong by Mojo Juju, a Rawadjuri person. You're listening to Loud and Queer here on Sin. 
That was Candy by Val Flynn. You are listening to Loud and Queer on Sin with Emily, Matilda and Amy. Now on the line we have Brisbane-based artist Val Flynn. How's it going today? Good, thanks guys. How are you? We're well, thanks. So Val, we've seen on your Insta that you've been enjoying some nice warm weather. Where have you been hanging out? Um, So we've just been really lucky up in Queensland not to get much of a winter this year. So we've just been like beach day in and pool day and it's been really chill up here. It's been great. Oh, nice. (laughs) So to go along with that lovely weather, your most recent release, Lover, has been described as a pop rhythm Afrobeat number. How does it feel to have this track out in the world? It's really exciting. I mean, it's the first one I've released for 2019 and I spent a bit of time in New York at the beginning of the year just making music and this was one of the tracks that was made while over there. So it's really exciting to be able to kind of bring it all to fruition so everyone can kind of hear it. Could you talk us through the creative process of this track? Yeah, sure. So a few friends of mine and myself were sort of out one night in New York and then we had a kick on at a house party in Brooklyn um, and there just so happened to be a studio in the house that we were at a house party at. So we just like laid a bunch of tracks out and yeah, Lover was one of them. So it was, I think it was done at like quarter past five in the morning. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect songwriting process. <laughs> That's a dream. It was so much fun. <laughs> and this number was engineered by legend Jesswa. How is it working alongside her and any chance of an upcoming collab? Um, yeah, we definitely have some stuff that we're working on together. Um, but I really love Jess. She's kind of like... Um, I don't know, she's like my other half in a sense, in a creating sense. Like, we do a lot of um, creating together music-wise. So, um, I don't know, it's just, it's nice to have someone that speaks an unspoken language, which is the same unspoken language that you speak, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, so Lover is a very sexual song, along with its fantastic film clip, which we was being described as getting down to business. (laughs) So, do you think a lot of people still have a hard time digesting queer sexuality? Um, I mean, well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's kind of like, will you choose to, like, accept other people? Do you know what I mean? That's all it comes down to, and it's not asking you to, you know, do anything explicit with whoever. It's just being like, this is who we are as people. It doesn't matter what that may be. It may be queer, it may be black, it may be trans, it may be whatever. Um, but it's just about accepting people for who they are. It's not about asking you to, you know, get into bed with us. <laughs> and that's that's what we're all about here at Loud and Queer. Um, we've also heard that legend Miss Blanks has been a huge figure in your artistic evolution. She's an artist um, with whom you've collaborated on your 2018 bop, um, Work For It. How important of a friend and colleague has she been for you? Um, well, Miss Blanks and I, like, that's my best friend. I mean... Um, we've been really good friends probably for nearly five years now, so since before we were both in music. Um, and I don't know, she's just like, I don't know, she's my best friend, she's my ride or die, she's my sister girl, she's all those things. So it was really nice to be able to have someone who actually cared about me um, really sort of guide and help and push um, my artistry, which was, you know, something that I'm forever grateful for because it's such a hard space to navigate when you really don't know what do you know like like where and how to get music out there so she's been a really big catalyst for pushing queer um black artists and you know in this country anyway and yeah she's amazing i love her yeah it's really wholesome as a first nations person yourself why do you think it's so important to celebrate the art of these queer folks not only during weeks such as nadoc which is currently underway but also all year round yeah, I think it's really important for, like, especially in such a digital age now, like, we've all got iPhones, we all have Facebook, Instagram, etc. you know what I mean? 
So for these young kids that are growing up, uh, even kids in rural communities, they all have access to Facebook at least, you know what I mean? So these kids need to sort of be um, people that look like them and sound like them and, and come from where they come from to be able to, you know, know that they can get out of whatever situation that they're in and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can actually do things that people say you can't. You can actually do anything if you put your mind to it. Yes, that is a message that we really like to promote here on Loud and Queer, which is why we're really excited to be able to talk with you today. So as well as being a very busy hyping your latest track, which we're of course going to be playing in a moment, you're also going to be performing at Kwandamuka Festival in Gumpi, or as it's known by its European name, Dunwich, Queensland, on Saturday, August 31. Could you tell us a little bit about this festival? Yeah, so um, the Kwandamuka Festival um, is an Indigenous-based arts, community, cultural and music festival. Um, and it goes for a month, um, and they have all different kind of community events and um, different kind of things to engage community and mob um, for the whole month of August. And then at the end of the month, on the third day, they have a big music festival, um, and so we're, I'm really lucky to play that alongside opening for like Jessica Malboy and Dan Sultan. So yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. So if, if people can get over, over to Strati and you know, come and support and come see some amazing Indigenous acts and get on a boat, come see us. <laughs> and if any of our listeners are keen on this stellar lineup, we will be sharing the link to ticket information on our Twitter account, which is at SinLoud. And Val, um, have you ever played at festivals in Melbourne or Queensland before? Yeah, so last year, Miss Blanks and I played um, the Snowshoes Festival down in... Um, Jindabyne, I believe it was. That was wild. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Angels, so it was like in the snowy mountains. Yeah, it was amazing. It was like everyone was rugged up to the knives, but you know, partying like there was no tomorrow. It was epic. And lastly, on the topic of festivals, Val, who has been your absolute favourite live act, or who do you dream of seeing perform live? Um, I'd love to see um, like Azalea Banks live. I think she would be incredible. Yeah, she's definitely you know in my top three. <laughs> yes, that's a big reactions here in the studio. <laughs> We'd all very much love to see Azalea. <laughs> so thanks so much for talking with us today, Val. That was a great convo. <laughs> That was A to Z by Ziggy Ramo, who's one of our First Nations people and grew up on Arnhem Land. And before that, you heard Lover by Val Flynn. Again, a big shout out to Val and thank you for speaking with us on the phone just before. My name is Matilda and I'm joined here with Emily and Amy. Yeah, so as before earlier in our show, we discussed that it is NAIDOC week and we had some important discussions about the theme, which is Voice Treated Truth. And so we're just going to go more into that discussion and talk about how to be a better ally as well. Yeah, and being an ally is so important, especially as all of us here in the studio today are non-Indigenous. Being able to then give voice to these people through our show is extremely important Mm -hmm. because that's the first good thing about being an ally is that our job as allies is to promote the voices of others over our own. We should never speak louder than the groups we're trying to help. Mm -hmm. That's one of the first points that I came across when I was reading up on how to be a a better ally, is that we don't speak on the behalf of our First Nations people. They have their own voice. And we, as as very privileged people, that's our first thing that we need to recognise. Before you actually go out and speak about anything, it's really important to go educate yourself and learn and understand why this is an issue and why a treaty is so 
so, so important, especially here in Australia, as we are one of the only countries that don't have a treaty with its native people. And so there's a lot of importance about a treaty and many things. So it could be a symbolic recognition of Indigenous sovereignty and prior occupation of this land, a redefinition and restructuring of the relationship between Indigenous people and wider Australia, better protection of Indigenous rights, a basis of re- of regional self-government, guidelines for local or regional treaties and structures and systems for local and regional decision-making processes. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that we can do as allies is know the Uluru Statement and support the Uluru Statement and have it taught to our children and in our schools. And um, it's something that I am the first person to put my hand up and say, "I, I don't know it back to front. And it's something that we all need to to do better at yes because knowing Mm. everything is the start of being a good ally and I think especially in countries like Australia which has such a varied like amount of cultures Mm -hmm. it's important to always know whose land you're on and at least Mm. a little bit about the culture in which you're living because depending on where you are that culture can really affect that community personally when I moved to Melbourne from Perth in Perth, it's where I lived was Wajaknunga. And the second I moved to Melbourne, my first thought was, okay, whose land is this? Because I, mm-hmm. I, of course, knew nothing at the time. It's about educating yourself on that. Yes. I think it's really important um, for, for us to always call out behaviour that we don't mm. deem tolerable. I think that's the first thing that, that we should do. And I think Val Flynn said something a little bit yes. along the lines of that in, an, in a previous interview. Um, yes, in a previous interview where he was talking with a bunch of other people about how to be a good ally in the wake of Christchurch, he did, in fact, say that you need to always be calling out bad behaviour when you see it. And it's about making connections mm. with people because everyone's different, everyone has their own story, and these connections are really what make living in a world like ours great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I went on my school central trip, and, of course, that trip involved going to Uluru and Central Australia, and there was a day where we were visiting that centre and the everything around there, and there was a big argument about between who's going to climb it and who's going to walk around it, and it oh. divided us completely. Like teachers were all for it; they were saying, "Go do it; it's going to be like your one chance to do it." And I'm like, "It's really disrespectful to do that." Like, so I chose to not climb it mm-hmm. out of respect, and the walk was a whole lot better because like you learnt more, you saw more art. You just saw a lot more things. It was a lot more interesting. But, like, afterwards, there were still arguments going on between the students and people, and it was just ridiculous And how many arguments and conversations we're trying to have and see other people's views and opinions about it. And it was just awful because a lot of their argument, who people who climbed it, was, oh, well, you only get to do it once. Oh, it's not every chance you get to do it. Like, oh, yeah, the view's really cool. And it's like, how about some respect? Because like people are coming down and calling people out. And if anything, today's show um, has been distressing to any of our listeners, please don't hesitate to contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. And one thing I just wanted to quickly say is that as um, f- for our First Nations people, they don't get to pick and choose when they're Aboriginal. And I think that we shouldn't get to pick and choose which issues we deem important. Yeah. Every Aboriginal issue is an important issue and it's one that we should all stand united on. I completely agree, and I think all our listeners would. Now, we're going to throw back to a song. This is Nina by Electric Fields. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin. 
That was Nina by one of our favourite artists, Electric Fields. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin with Emily, Matilda and Amy. Yes, and Sally, that brings us to the end of the show for today. Again, we spoke about NADOC Week and also thank you again to Val Flynn for our interview earlier in the show. Yeah, and then we also delved into what we can do better as allies, um, which I thought was an important thing for all of mm. our listeners and we also played lots of really banging tunes from all of our First Nations people. Yes. If you did like any of the music that we played on today's show or in any of our previous shows this year, you can find our Spotify playlist, The Loud and Queer Internet Mixtape 2019 on Spotify to check in with all of our awesome tunes that we have played. And if you want to keep listening to some great tunes, stay tuned for Sunday Sweets. That's up next. Thank you for listening as well. We hope you all have a fun and safe Sunday evening. And right now we have Better in Black by Thelma Plum. This is Loud and Queer on Sin. <laughs>